The Los Hermanos Podcast is brought to you by Cafe Rica and Los Hermanos Entertainment. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Morning Cup. It is now no longer the Morning Cup with Josh. It is now just the Morning Cup because it's going to be our show now. It's our show. It's our show. Thank you for letting me join, Josh. You're welcome. Well, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this was your idea. Yeah, all right. Well, all right, so we're here. Um, thank you for joining us. We are... Hopefully going to put this out weekly. I don't know, Josh. What are we going to do? We're going to try and put it out weekly. We're going to try to put it out weekly. All right. That's the plan. So for now, the the plan is we're going to have a cup of coffee. So you can start off your morning. Uh, we're going to talk about the cup of coffee. And then, you know, as always, Josh is going to give us a little, uh, little quote of the day. So first, I guess let's start off with uh, what we're drinking. Josh, what did you uh, brew up for us today? So today we are drinking the Ethiopian uh, pour-over coffee. Yeah, and that, so that is made by a little quiet company, um, the roaster that we work closely with over in Springfield at Sprout. Um, Lee Winkler is the head roaster. He's been in the coffee industry for 20-plus years, and this is personally one of my favorite cups of coffee. Um, I don't know about you, but I love it. It's up there. Um, I, I, there's other ones that I personally would take over this one, but this one's really good as far as uh, it's it's different, which I think is good. I think different is good, especially when it comes to trying new things and getting out of your comfort zone. And personally, I the first time I tried this was the cold brew version, and I didn't really like it. And then I tried this version, the regular Ethiopian pour over, and I liked it a lot. So, so when you first tried that one as a cold brew, what about it was kind of off for I, you? I didn't like the the different flavor I was so used because I'm not a big cold brew drinker in general um, but it was so different from the traditional cold brew that like I, it just kind of threw me off okay I yes guess. yeah so it's supposed to have more of a um, berry forward flavor uh, ends with kind of like a little bit of chocolate so it kind of tastes like a, a cherry chocolate kind of finish yeah. um, I would agree the uh, cold brew was actually pretty strong with the uh, berry it, it was, was very it was, very, it was sour. Like very fruity almost like a floral like I didn't really like it but this is way different I think the berryness is kind of like toned back a little bit yeah. and and like you said it's also got like kind of like a dry finish which uh, is unique, and I actually really like it. Yeah, give it, give it a sip, and let's, uh, let's okay. walk through what you can taste. So, yeah, right off the bat, it's kind of a... <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat, it's kind of got, like, that berry taste to it, but it's not, like, so, like, pungent. Yeah, it's, like, it's not super sour or super tart. No, it's actually, it's very smooth, um, just kind of, like... Yeah, it's very smooth coffee. It's not like espresso, where espresso is very kind of, like, hits you right in the taste buds. This is yeah. very smooth, and, like, even if you're not a coffee drinker, you could probably drink this and like it. Because even, like, a regular just dark roast coffee is a little more bold than this, yeah. I think. Yeah, so this is a light roast. Um, everything Lee does is a light roast. On, a, on the spectrum, where do you think you fall in? Are you more of a light, medium, or dark um, guy? I personally like... <laughs> Like, uh, medium to dark coffee. But I'll, like, I mean, I drink everything. I mean, I drink straight espresso. Like, just straight espresso. So, obviously, I like very dark, bold coffees. Yeah. And, I mean, but I, I like a light roast, too. But it's well, definitely not my first choice. Not your first choice. Not a light roast. This is very good, but. So, um, what would be your first? What, what do you want to try next? Sumatra. Sumatra. That, I think that one, I mean, I've had it before, but I've never really done, like, an in-depth like this before. 
But uh, I've had it once before, and I think that might be my favorite, like, pour-over I've had. Yeah. When, I, when you kind of smell it, you kind of smell the uh, berryness, and I don't know. I really, really enjoy it. Um, but I definitely think it's a hit-or-miss kind of thing. Like, you either really like it or you don't. Yeah, 100%. I feel like that's how most coffee is, though. Yeah. Um, have you enjoyed the process of drinking espresso lately? Yes. Yeah. yeah, one thing that we started doing, well, I know you guys have been doing it, but when I started working here, um, I got to experience, like, fine-tuning the grinder to get, like, the best-tasting espresso. And <laughs> and it's just, like, the, the process of that is, like, it's to the point now where I can drink espresso and I can tell you, you know, like, what needs to be changed. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually pretty amazing how quickly you picked that up. Thank you. You're welcome. But it's crazy because, like, you, most people would drink espresso and they wouldn't know the difference. Right. But, like, you know, we had that one, uh, like, last week that was so perfect where you could pinpoint all three, like, flavor layers. What are those flavor layers? Oh, crap. <laughs> I think it's, it's a, um, uh, like, a sour right off the bat. Yep. And then it's supposed to get sweet and then really bitter at the end. Correct. So yeah, so you're saying that one that day we got that kind of like perfect roller coaster. Oh yeah, like, like you coaster. sip it and it was like kind of sour, but it wasn't like too like acidic and sour. And then it got sweet for like literally like a half a second, maybe a second. And then it had like that bitter finish that wasn't like a long finish, but it wasn't like a dry finish either. It was right, just it wasn't, like it wasn't like a it like it leaves a bitterness in your mouth, but it's not like. It's not like just yeah. there forever. Yeah, it's not like it's, it's espresso. It's hard to explain unless you like really just drink straight espresso. I think because if you get like a, a latte, you you can't really tell the difference in the espressos when you add mixtures and milk and flavoring and all that stuff. Right. The uh, one thing I think um, I think Braulio told me like you know that like dry feeling that you're saying in your yeah. mouth. I guess that's bitter flavor, and I never knew that for a while. I thought it was just like really. Apparently, that's what I've been told. Um, so like when your mouth gets, I'm like, going to have to talk to Broly about this. <laughs> when, when you like drink or eat something and you like get that like dryness, dry, the, that's yeah. the bitterness. Well then that's because it's the last part of your tongue that the, uh, flavor gets to. So what you're saying is this is talk us through this, this journey. Let's see if we can get, the, if we get the sour, sweet and bitter here. It's mostly sweet for me. Mostly sweet. Just because I think it's because it's that kind of berry, uh, flavoring to it or not flavoring, but. That's, those are the flavor notes in the coffee. It's mm-hmm. not, I mean, right there I did kind of get like a bitterness aftertaste, like a, that dry. It's a little, little slower. A little bitter, but, um, I mean, there's not really a, a sourness or an acidity. Acidity? Acidity, that's what it is. <laughs> acidity to it, it's very just kind of like sweet all the way through. Yeah. To me, anyways. I mean, no, that's, I feel. That's what my, my taste buds are telling me. Because everyone's different. Everyone is different. I am getting what you're saying now. It's like. It's not much of the sour. It's just a little bit on the, the front end, and it's mostly sweet, and then it's got that slow, um, like, wine bitterness in the back yeah, of your throat. But it is also, I mean, it's brewed in such a different way from espresso. Right. So. Yeah. I know I that. Espresso um, is good. Maybe we should start drinking espresso on this show. That'd be fun. On the rocks, too. On the rocks. I like espresso. Ice. Days I run on the rocks. <laughs> I do like it, like, on the rocks, though. Yeah. You, you like adding bitters to it and how that tastes, right? I've been, I've been dabbling in that. 
to have one. I don't, I don't think I've had one that I was like, wow, this is really good. I had that one that had lemon and a, like a little bit of vanilla, and it was all right. Definitely better on the rocks, but straight espresso, you just kind of got to yeah. drink it, I think. Yeah, you got to spray it and then just go for it. Yeah, but it's like drinking black coffee. Like, they're not black coffee, but on what's the what's a good way to say it like just natural like it's brewed and that's how you drink it i think yeah. that's the best way to actually get the taste absolutely um and i mean if you add in creamers and there's nothing wrong with that but if you add in creamers and different flavorings i think it kind of alters the the flavor notes and stuff 100 percent does yeah um, so i think if you're really trying to get a, a grasper if you like a certain type of coffee you just have to drink it just straight and natural and, and neat is that, is that a coffee term? Like, if you drink coffee neat, is that... Let's make it a term. Yeah, espresso on the rocks and coffee neat. I, mean, I like it. We we do have a bar theme here. I know we do. So I'd like to call myself a bartender, even though I'm just a barista. Fun fact. Barista's bartender in Italian. I told you. He knew it. He knew it. I mean, I didn't say that, but I said <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> it is the same I thing. I talked to my sister about it because she was a bartender. Right. She was like, so I'm a barista? I said, No. <laughs> No. <laughs> but I'm a bartender. But you're a bartender. Yeah. So what what do you want to learn more about coffee? Because um, that's kind of what I want to do with this. I kind of want to... I want to try new coffees. And yeah, sure I you do, do too. Um, I would love to do a little more research, too. Maybe more research? Like okay. while we do this, kind of like talk about more how it's roasted, too. Okay. Well, and I know there's like... So like there was a coffee that I had down in Texas that was fire roasted. And it was literally roasted over, like, a fire. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, the weirdest tasting, but it was, like, a good weird, I guess. Um, maybe we should get a bag of that. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that kind of stuff, I think it's just, I want to learn more about the process of how the coffee's, like, goes from the, because it's a fruit. Yes, it is a fruit. fruit to this cup. To, right to juice. We're drinking Fru- juice. Fruit to juice. Fruit it to is. Juice. Technically, yeah. <laughs> Coffee is just a juice. Coffee is just a juice. Well, I don't think so, but... No. It's definitely an art. There's a lot to it. There is, um, and people don't realize that. I, don't, I definitely didn't realize that until probably about six months ago when I started drinking a lot of different coffees, and you go to these different shops, and it's like, why does this shop have the same type of coffee, but it tastes this much different? And, that's and you a, really start to realize kind of like how different it can be just from shop to shop, even if yeah. they carry the same coffee. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it is crazy that um that it just doing little things like if you change the grind size ever oh, so slightly like the slightest bit or if you have it pour or uh, grind for five point one seconds versus five point two it'll make it that much more bitter All right. or that much more just like and that's sour. because of the weight. The weight. That's the right. Weight. You weigh everything. You weigh everything. You weigh everything. We got scales all over the place. All over the oh, place. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's it, even. I think Jack was telling me that you guys were dialing it in one day, and you were like, "Oh, it's close enough." And he's like, "Oh, now just take that out and see what it tastes like." Oh, and and it, it tasted was, so much. Like I thought, it, it tasted good to me. Right. Like I had it, and I was like, "Oh, that's good espresso. I think it's good." And we like played with it just a little bit more, and we like took the smallest little bit out. And it was that much more, like, precise in the flavor notes. Is that when you kind of started realizing, like, how much... How a small change can affect it, yeah. yeah. And there was one day where we were messing with the time to, you know, change the weight, and it still wasn't tasting good, and that's when we messed with the uh, the course. 
the coarseness. The, yeah, the grind size. Yeah, the grind size. And we made it look just like the tad bit finer, and it was just like that was pinpoint. Like, yeah. Perfect. That, perfect espresso. I, I, that's kind of like how we got to notice that coffee was a little bit more of a art form. Is when we went up to Ferris Coffee in Grand Rapids, we had an espresso class, and we. He pulled a shot and said, here, try this. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is really good. And he goes, yeah, it's garbage. He didn't even taste it. He was like, I'm not even going to taste that. Yeah. And then he, like, dialed it in, did his thing. And then we're like, oh. It's like it's almost like, I don't want to say mind-blowing, but it is kind of mind-blowing that you're like, oh, wow. Like, Well, that's what you guys did for me was you guys had me try one, and I was like, yeah, it tastes pretty good. And you were like, that's terrible. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> and then you guys kind of talked me through yeah. the process of, just dialing everything in and making it like good, yeah, and actually a quality espresso. And I, I actually started noticing that in your podcast that you were, when you were doing the six weeks of coffee, you were starting to like actually think about how these things tasted. And I think you you even said that you went to a place that had the same drip coffee, and you're like, it was the same is... drip coffee, but it tasted a little bit different, right? And that's so like espresso to pour over. Like if we wanted to dial this in more, we could um, mess with the the uh, the grind size, the, how much we put into it, the ratio, yeah. and all that. So like, like we could try to dial it in more, but it's a little bit less. Um, like when you get into batch and uh, pour overs, it doesn't uh, matter as much. Yeah, and the degree of error is wider. So, see, I'm learning stuff right now. I'm learning stuff right now. What else do you want to learn in the? Uh, the card is full. The card is full, so we're just going straight audio from here on out. All right, then we're going straight. <laughs> we're still audio. recording on here. Well, then we we just won't post this one on Facebook or anything. Oh, we'll post it on Facebook. Okay, and then we'll just put a black screen and just say, Sorry. "Yeah." Um, all right, so <laughs> we'll wrap it up then, camera. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. Tell uh, us the quote of the day, Josh. As this is the second segment of the morning cup with Josh. Yes, with Josh. It's just the morning cup. <laughs> the morning cup with Josh and Tristan, or Tristan and Josh, whichever one sounds better. Either way. Or just the morning cup. The morning cup it is. Um, I'm still the host. You're the co-host. Correct. Okay. This is your show. Darn right. <laughs> Darn tootin' it is. <laughs> um, quote of the day is, you always pass failure on your way to success. Ooh, that's a very good one. Um, um, Which I think... Do you, like, want, do you want me to... Um, you go first. I don't care. Do you want, it's your show. Well, you can go first. Okay. You can go first, but yeah. Well, I'm interested to hear what you think, so you go first. Okay. But maybe I was interested. All right, I'll just go first. <laughs> it's whatever, I guess. I'll whatever. figure it out. Um, no, I think it's a very true thing, and it's something that people don't always think about, that the road to success is never easy. I mean, even if it's a short-term thing, and like when I read this and I was talking to you about it beforehand, what came to my mind was uh, in sports, and well, you said you never fail, so yeah, but that was a joke. <laughs> I'm not that egotistical. Um, <laughs> You're lucky there's no camera. Um, no, so when I played hockey, um, I, I had a pretty successful like high school hockey career, and but that doesn't mean everything just came easily. You know, like the first time uh, we won like a state championship, I definitely wasn't on like the top end. Of my ability, I guess. I right. wasn't one of the best players on the team. Right. That one, were, I feel you were like young, I, right? I didn't contribute as much as I could have. That was your earlier years, right? I was a sophomore in high school. Okay. 
And before that freshman year, we got third place in states. And that, like, made me so mad because I was, like, I was so close to being, like, a freshman. And if I would have done that, I would have won a state championship all throughout high school every right. year. Um, so so we failed, and it, it right. made me mad. And so do you think like, it okay. made you better? I, it, I do. And then after my sophomore year when we won, and then all the really, really high-level players that were older than me left to go to college or right. whatever, um, stopped playing, then it kind of put me in that position where I was like, I need to get better. And since I knew that, like, you know, I definitely I need to get as good as I can and I can't fail the team, it drove me to success. And, like, there was definitely hiccups, um, you know, along the way and injuries and stuff. But at the end of the day, I found that short-term success, I guess. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, obviously I'm not playing in college. I'm not a professional hockey player by any means. But, like, right. that was, like, for me in high school, my senior year when I won – my last hockey season, I won again. That was, like, all the stuff that happened beforehand that, like, was kind of a setback. It was, like, it's whatever. It was worth it. Yeah. Because I'm successful. Well, I was successful in terms of my hockey career. Right. You had a goal. And you yeah. I would say, I would, if somebody asked me if my high school hockey career was successful, I would say yes. Well, that's good. I would, I would say three state championships are uh, successful. Yeah. Um, I mean, I never some, watched you some, play. So. Some might say that. You know, some might say it doesn't matter, but... At, well, the, at the end of the day, I got medals. That's just ribbon or the piece of metal on the end. But I got it's, it's something to me that, like, it's more, like, it's more of an emotional success than it is. Yeah. Like, like I said, I got a piece of ribbon with a chunk of metal on well, the yeah, end. Well, you also got memories. That, what is that monetary? Or Yeah. What's that value to me in, in the end? But and it's nothing except me telling myself, like, I did good. Right. Well, it's, it's kind of like a, um, a lesson in life where, like, um, because I kind of go back to sports when I hear that is like, um, you'll learn more from a loss than you will from wins because you oh, know, yeah. you'll see your weaknesses and improve on them. Um, and winning kind of just masks the bad things. Cause oh, like, yeah, okay, sure. we, we made it through, but like, you know, sports in general and, and high school careers and stuff like I, I kind of see it as like your first 18 years of your life is like one chapter. Oh yeah. And so for like, sure. so like, during your um, that first chapter or first book, you had a goal and you achieved them. Yeah. So like, it doesn't matter later on in life what it means to other people, but to you, it's yeah. you know, good memories. Maybe some lessons about hard work. Yeah. Because I mean, oh no, and I think yeah. that's the biggest takeaway from stuff like that, and something my coach has always kind of made me remember was that, you know, no matter what happens, it's it's a team thing. Right. You either win as a team or you lose as a team. And some people don't understand that. That was something I was lucky enough to understand. Yeah. That, you know, if you lose, you can't just put the blame on people because if you fail as a team, then that's going to, hopefully, if you're a true team and a family, then you're going to succeed as a team as well. Yeah, I'd agree. That's a that's pretty, pretty good insight. Um, yeah. No, that's a good. I like I like that quote a lot, uh, especially in a time like right now, um, where things are hectic and all that. Um, yeah, you know, people need to just you, calm down. I think. Yeah, uh, it's it's tough though. I it mean, is. It's tough it's, because it, everyone has their own way of thinking about things. Right. Um, and also, like, I'm thinking more of an aspect of like business at this point, or like, well, yeah, for a lot, sure. A lot of people's livelihoods are put at steak oh and it's because, cra- it's yeah it's crazy right but it's 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 definitely how you um move forward and and you know 
I guess it's not really at this time. It's not really a failure, but it's like, okay, it forces you to think outside the norm. Yeah. Because which is what I think failures do. Yeah, for sure. And especially in a time right now, there's so many businesses, not even small businesses or not just small businesses, but you know, corporations that are still getting hit right. in a, in a negative way about this or by this. And it makes them think, you know, what's a different way that we can stay like afloat, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I've seen like, there's businesses that never do curbside pickup, like red lobsters doing curbside right. pickup right now. And it's like, you have to think outside of what you normally do because, you know, you have to figure out a way to still be successful. Right. Cause if you don't, that's when you fail. Exactly. Like, or you, you have to push through whatever failure or whatever hardship is going on. Right. If you don't learn from these things, you're get, that's where you fail. That's, I, that's, I agree. The, that's the worst thing is if, is if there's a failure and you don't learn anything from it. And I've seen that happen to people. What's the, what's the other quote? Insanity's Insanity is doing the same thing. Uh, or Yeah, it's doing the same thing, expecting a different... Outcome. outcome. Yeah, where it's like if you fail and you keep doing the same thing and you keep failing, then, yeah. you know, you, you, you should have the common sense to change what you're doing and try and alter what's going on to try and make you successful. Yeah. And that's another thing. Um, I think success is a very relative term. Yeah, and, it is. And, I mean, so, like, my idea of success is probably way different than your idea of success in certain matters, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, I think you have to learn from your mistakes and your failures to be your idea of successful. Right. And if you don't do that, then... I honestly think being... Because you've asked this to me before, like, what's my definition of success? And I think it's honestly just keep on going and doing the things that you want to do. And, like, success isn't a binary thing. It's not a one or a zero. It's... Um, yeah, it's, it's whatever drives you to be doing whatever you yeah. will do. Like if that's, if it's yeah. money, like good for you. Right. I, I used to say that I, I, I used to like tell myself like success is not about the money. Like if you're trying to be successful for the money, you're doing it for the wrong reasons, but that's what I thought. And if somebody else thinks like that, you know, it's, it's, it depends. I mean, if you were raised a certain way. Um, you know, stuff like that. If your idea of success is having, you know, money, then that's good, good right. for you. Personally, it's not something that uh, that's super important to me. I think my idea of success is just being happy because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, in 60 years, 70 years, I want to be able to say like, yeah, I was happy. You know, right. Whether what I did, you know, was good or bad to other people at the end of the day, if I'm happy, then it's I'd say I'm successful. Yeah. And I mean, obviously you can take that and you can think about it a different way because that's what, you know, it's what it's all about. Everyone has different ways to think about things, but. So I got one question for you before we wrap it up. Okay. We got, well, actually we can go forever. The mic's gone or the, the camera's yeah, gone. Though. But I like a half hour. So. Same. Um, so one thing um, I've asked a lot of people my podcasting career is what's the biggest setback that had propelled you if setback or failure i I like using the word failure because to me it doesn't it doesn't trigger like a bad thing yeah um but what's your biggest setback or failure that actually propelled you to greater success 
That's a really good question. I can tell he doesn't watch our uh, podcast, Jack. No, I just don't know how to answer it. <laughs> I'm thinking. He's thinking. I'll, t- I'll give you an example of ours in <laughs> okay. Cafe Rica. Um, I've said it a million times, um, but one of the things was when we were starting out in 2017, I think, or 18, yeah, 17, we um, went to a Blues Fest in Kalamazoo, and it was our first event. Um, we were super green to this business world, and so we are like, oh, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be great. We're going to sell a lot of coffee. People are going to love it. We're going to get our business off the ground. You were like, you were thinking best outcome. Yeah, like absolutely. You, you thought you were going to walk in there and just sell everything you brought. That we we're going to kill it. We we had a very positive outcome. We were excited. We got there um, and we didn't sell a thing all weekend. It was a two-day event. Didn't sell one thing. One I, think, thing? I think maybe one bag of coffee because someone felt bad for us because they saw us the day before. But like literally almost nothing. Um, but we got to sit down there the first day for like 16 hours straight. Excuse me. 16 hours straight. <laughs> and we got to talk um, about what do we want to do with our business. Jackson happened to have a uh, growler full of cold brew and it was just there to drink. He had been just making it for fun. And, you know, I tasted it and I was like, man, this is really, really good. And so throughout our conversations, we decided we wanted to sell that in bottles and cups and all this and kind of take our company that direction. And because of that, we then went to the Can Do Kitchen um, boot camp, learned more about the food industry, learned how to bottle our cold brew, started doing that. And that turned us into the cargo units, which then is just a big domino effect to here we are now. Yeah, here you guys are in your... Right. In an awesome shop that is forever home. Right. Correct. So that was our biggest failure. So I guess in my, the way I, I think about this is as I'm, I'm very young. Right. And I don't own a business. Right. You know, I'm going to school. So Correct. for me, as far as like my adulthood life, I really haven't experienced a big setback like that. Right. But every time that I get asked questions like this, I always go back to sports because sports was like such a big part of my, it was your life. life. It, yeah. Like back in high school, it was like, I'd go to work or I'd go to school and I worked at the ice rink and then I practiced and I would go to games on the weekends and, and all this stuff. But, um, I think probably my biggest one would be my senior year. And we had a tournament at the rink. So it was like the league playoffs. So all the teams in our league came to our rink and we played in a tournament and we were like so amped up. We were like, you know, we're going to win. We're going to win the championship at our own rink with all of our families and friends in the stands. And we were playing our rivals, which was Alpina. And I, there's lots of like hitting, fighting, stuff like that. And we lost, we lost one, nothing at our own rink. That's rough. It was terrible. I remember going to the locker room, and it was just dead silent. Everyone was just sitting there with their heads down. Our coaches came in. They didn't yell. The coaches just came in. They said, you guys know what you got to do next weekend because the next weekend was the state finals, and the top two teams in the league go. So we lost, and we go to the finals, or the state championship, which is the two leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, man, we were so amped up. And, I mean, we, like, we killed it. 
and we didn't lose a game. We were winning, you know, by like three or four goals every game. And then after that, then it was the top two teams of that tournament that went to the, um, the, another finals thing. And, and we won that too. But it was like, that was such a big setback for me because it's like, we were going into that tournament so amped up and we already beat, and we beat them at their home rink in a Uh tournament, like earlier in the year. And we were like, yeah, like we're going to come in here. We're going to kill them. And I think, uh, complacency got to us. Okay. We thought we were going to just, you know, it was like, oh, we got home, home rink advantage. We're going to kill it. Right, and you guys we, got comfortable. Yeah, we got way too comfortable because most of the other teams that we played against were not to our level. Um, I think we were in a. I think we should have been in a different league, but um, so we played Alpina. And we were just like kind of on our high horse, and we definitely were messing around in the locker room and in warm ups and stuff, and we weren't taking anything seriously. And I think our coaches saw that because after the game, they just didn't say anything. Like, so do you think if you guys would have won that game, you guys would have uh, won? The tournament afterwards? I don't know. I think it's hard to say because it's kind of just like a big what if. Right. And I I personally don't know. I think it would have made them mad because they got knocked out before semifinals. I think they went in too comfortable for the big tournament because what we realized is that tournament at home was like, yeah, okay, we got second place. This isn't the, this isn't the goal. The goal is the big banner and, you know, the big medals not these little like it was important to us because it was at home but in in the in the grand scheme of things that tournament didn't matter and we realized that and i think that big setback is what propelled us to you know win two more state championships in the same season one for the state and then one for the the league okay it's kind of hard to explain the way the tournaments are set up it's dumb (laughs) they it's the dumbest thing because there's two different leagues so there's two divisions in the league there was the West, and then there was the Metro, which is all Detroit area uh-huh. teams. So the first tournament that was here was just the West, and then Maha was, uh, like the whole state, but it was two different. It was Division One, Division Two. We were in Division One, and the Metro teams were in Division Two. If that makes sense. Okay. So we kind of played the same teams, but it was teams that weren't from our league. And then the third tournament that we also won was the top two teams from. Uh, division one and then the top two teams from the metro gotcha okay so we went up there or no it was three teams from metro and us and we went in there and then two teams dropped out for some reason and we won best two out of three okay we won two games in a row because we're the best two games we did well that makes sense we beat detroit catholic central oh that's a big team (laughs) i get excited talking about this stuff (laughs) it's such a big part of my life i don't know I mean, you're only 20, so it's pretty I much I mean, only, it's like, yeah, I graduated. The only thing. I graduated not even two years ago, man. Not even two years ago. He's already got a career as a barista. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways. All right. So if you're listening out there, let us know what your, what you think about the quote that Josh got us today. Also. Also. If you guys have some good coffees you want us to try. Absolutely. Let us know, or you can just send it. Either way, yeah. Either way. You'll have to talk to Josh on that. He's coordinating everything. (laughs) This is the morning cup. All right, take us out. Whether you guys are listening in the morning, the day, or the night, thanks for tuning in to the morning cup. We'll catch you guys next time.